Hey, who's Batman to you? Like when you think of Batman, who's Batman? Are you kidding me? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Michael Keaton is Batman to me. Where is he? And Michael, ba- Michael Keaton is Batman. was like, hey, I'm Batman. No, hey, I'm Batman. No, Welcome back, everybody. I don't know if you guys can hear over the airwaves, but that is not Matt Hayes' golden, velvety voice, but that is, in fact... But it is golden and velvety. Exactly. Barry Irving, our superhero correspondent, is back on again, and Barry, welcome back. Thank you. I'm I'm, I'm really digging that title, too. The The superhero superhero correspondent. correspondent. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of ripping off... Stuff from The Daily Show, yeah, all the different correspondents, sure. no, but I, yeah. I so Hayes it. refuses to watch superhero movies. Uh, he detests them in a lot of ways, but yet... So I'll, I, I swoop in exactly. in the fashion of a superhero. You save and... the analysis. <laughs> and uh, so welcome back, and this is the first time you've been back on the show since uh, since your cartoon inception, so uh, welcome to Cartoonland as well. You've been waiting patiently. Yes, thank you, and I uh, appreciate the... Appreciate the Captain America and the White Sox shout out. I'm yeah. currently wearing a nice corduroy Sox hat, so yeah. trying to keep the keep those themes going. Yeah, exactly. Really but you know, it. I try to get you going uh, in terms of what your role is on this show, so uh, you know, so the people know when you're coming on uh, what to kind of expect. <laughs> Even though you talk a lot of st- we talk a lot of stuff, we talk blockbusters, we talked Will Smith before, we talked yeah. Ghostbusters, but uh, you know, your wheelhouse for sure for is. Sure. is the superhero stuff. Absolutely. So today so I want this is a great episode. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be a chock-a-block full of superhero <laughs> convo today. Uh, I wanted to first start us off, we're going to get into Marvel in a little bit, but I wanted to first start off with the uh, red-headed stepchild, uh, DC Comics. Um, I had recently watched on stream, I'd watched on Amazon Prime because it finally came down to $5 on Amazon Prime. But uh, I had, so it's been it's been streaming for a bit, but yeah, the price just Exactly, but I just checked out the Justice League. Gotcha. and That, that um, makes sense. I was wondering where, where, where the sudden sudden uh viewing came from but that is that is good to know yeah so i originally i don't like Zack snyder at all it's no uh, no secret to our podcast and um you know i really reluctantly went to the theaters to see batman vs superman i didn't want to but a group was going and and my arm was twisted so i i ended up checking out uh batman vs superman i hated it uh, and then yeah. i couldn't believe that they brought him back to do this uh, the Justice League, which yeah, well that deal got penned when they were like planning planning all this out. Like he was the dude that was gonna do that through line. Yeah. So I mean, and then he actually doesn't end up finishing the project. Cause yeah. He, uh, very yeah. tragically, his daughter, I think she's twenty years old, committed suicide. So Joss Whedon actually came in, and you know, speaking of the Marvel universe, he came in and, and finished up the project and like post edit and did some reshoots and stuff. But you know, the the foundation of the movie was very much Snyder's. And, uh, you know, as unfortunate as it was with his daughter, I just, I've never been a fan of his work, his artistic work. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, but I, uh, so I actually, once the reviews came out and it was pretty universally panned, and then yeah. any fan of the genre, um, you know, they, no one was really twisting my arm to go see it. There was no interest, there was no buzz in this movie. It yeah. lost a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, I had no, uh, I, I, I was not compelled to go out and see it. So yeah, I passed and it. And I, I saw it in the theaters and there were... 
there were things about it that I did like, but like like you said, there was no, there was nothing I could really say to sway someone that isn't already interested in seeing the movie. Yeah. So I'll start with with this. Uh, about I think probably ten or eleven years ago, uh, one of the first seasons of Entourage, Vince oh, from gosh. Entourage um, gets. Uh, cast as Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's directed by James Cameron, who plays himself. Actually, yeah. he, he's not a bad actor on the show. James Cameron playing James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Cameron is the song from South Park. But they, uh, so, um, so that was, you know, the, that was sold to Vince because Vince didn't want to, to buy in and, and kind of become the commercialism actor. He was, he was yeah. doing his best kind of Johnny Depp, don't make me a, a commodity kind of, kind of acting thing. Uh, but he sold that it's going to be this gritty version, you know, this gritty down-to-earth like version of superhero with a hundred million dollar budget, uh, and I think that's kind of uh, what was sold to some of these some of these Justice League stars as well. Uh, and well, yeah, well they uh, well I think the, the 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 premise in Entourage, I think the reason why they chose Aquaman for that series at that time was because at that time. This is like what ten years ago. Like the the it was like two thousand six or seven. Comic book movies weren't as there weren't as many of those movies out as there are now. So it's like, Aquaman is like by far one of the cheesiest comic book characters you will come across. Yeah. So it's like it's like just taking that broad stroke by like taking the corniest superhero and like doing this gritty We're version. Make a gritty which is like, like what, DC version. Like of it, what yeah. they were. What it was just just that like statement that they were trying to make and then and it is sort of become this thing and that is kind of like always how they pitch it for some reason i i i i have my gripes with it but for some reason i think because of the success of movies like the dark knight and and even the original batman people feel like and because of those and because of those movies both drawing from the dark knight returns the frank miller comic which was dark and gritty compared to what Batman had been up to that point. Now everyone feels like gritty has to be the answer for their comic book movies. And I think a, a big reason a big a big proof of why that doesn't have to be the case is Marvel's yeah. w- movies which we'll obviously get to in a second, but yeah, it really is it really grinds my gears, I guess, that so many movies think being gritty is the answer. For some some for some for some uh, characters it works. Like Deadpool should be gritty. Logan is a fantastic yeah. movie. Fantastic movie just like in general. And and and, that, and they yeah. So it like for some characters it does work, but it's not always the answer. And like like the Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies, they tried to make those kind of gritty and I think that's a thing that like threw it off because that's not a gritty character. Yeah. So I and and this was in the the kind of cartoon budget that was in Entourage was like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. This movie was actually made for three hundred million, uh, <laughs> but that was because you know you have the whole the team you know so you got to pay all the actors. There's yeah. there's a whole lot of uh, a production element that goes into it besides just an Aquaman movie. But I almost kind of wish we would have got the James Cameron version rather than what I just watched last weekend because. First of all, you know they're really trying to tap into the whole. You mean like you wish a James, like a James Cameron? I wish I would have just got to see the Vince Chase, uh, James Cameron version. Okay. And I always just thought it was kind of fun to watch uh, mock trailers and stuff for it. But I, I just think yeah, uh, there was was Mandy Moore. Speaking of someone that's now relevant again with This Is Us, but no, that was and that was the thing that it was like, 
it was almost like when they when they picked that character at that time, it was like, oh, they'll never make an Aquaman movie. And now this genre has gotten so big that it's gotten to the point where now Aquaman is yeah, a, gotta, a gotta film bring character. Him in. So yeah. it's 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 almost like now we are we are we are post two thousand fifteen. We're like up until two thousand fifteen we always wondered what the future would be like if how close it would match up to the back to the future mm. two thousand fifteen. And now we're past that and like now we've gotten to the point yeah, where Aquaman mm-hmm. is a character in the movies and that's it's kinda interesting. Life imitating art. But so to recap with you, this story is this uh, some sort of god named Steppenwolf. Uh, not the Chicago theater, but uh, some sort of uh, CGI villain uh, mm-hmm. comes down. He's got these three boxes that make him this all-powerful being, and, and him and his Steppenwolfites uh, take over universes and uh, harvest their power and destroy them and make them into this hell hellish uh, planet that he comes from. He transforms. So Batman's got to uh, get these uh, the superhero team together uh, in a hurry, very much like the production had to come together in a hurry, uh, in order to save the world and to save DC Comics, so um, and that's kind of you know one of the one of the first issues I had with it, um, and we'll probably touch on it when we get to Affinity War. But is I hate when the villains are completely CG. Well, yeah, we'll 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 we will definitely get to that. I hate that. War, I, yeah. I really hate when when yeah. it's a th- and, and that and it really didn't work when in the Avengers when it was that uh, Ultron. Like I just it, it just it, you lose an element and you lose an element of character when it's all For done. Sure. Even when it's even if it's someone genius like Andy Serkis or you know however mm-hmm. they do it, uh, I just I, I feel when the villain is completely CGI, I I check I start to check out for sure uh, earlier. That is valid criticism. So that that was one of my things, and then because all these characters they didn't they didn't take the time obviously to do the slow burn of like developing all these characters and kind of bringing them to the fold kind of slowly uh, one by one and letting those letting like that that Captain America Iron Man rivalry that is able to kind of uh, gel over time or, or mm-hmm. kind of uh, the relationship that, that the Hulk had with Thor and like all mm-hmm. those kind of fun nuances almost like when you're watching a TV show and you're like oh that's so Barney from yeah. oh, uh, yeah. How I Met Your Mother oh that's so Jim and Pam or you know you don't get any of that with the team uh, altercations and, yeah. and team bonding in this movie just because it's so thrown together yeah, so they quickly rushed. They, they, they had to play catch up they felt the need to really get to because Avengers was this big event, they felt the need to get to this event. Yeah, as soon as. Possible. But they also wanted to do their own thing. They didn't want to yeah. take one step at a time because yeah. then you're just swinging on yeah, the Marvel's then balls. You're straight up. So you're like, oh, we're just gonna we're gonna go to it and then we're gonna fold out from mm-hmm. there. Um, so you still get really kind of individual moments, and especially because Joss Whedon, um, I think he kind of came in and, and. Joss Whedon, I mean, bless well, his heart, he did what he, he did. He did what he could. The Flash is kind of funny. The Flash has some moments where yeah. you laugh, and yeah, then um, there's a funny moment where Aquaman sits on what's her name, uh, Wonder Woman's uh, rope of trust or yeah, rope of yeah, honesty or yeah, whatever the hell yeah. that thing's called, and you know he kind of has a, a nice candid moment. But um, you know, so there's some fun moments in it. Uh, but overall, all the characters, because it's so rushed, they're so thin, and then you don't buy into the stakes. You mm-hmm. don't care. Uh, Superman, or Batman at one point, uh, thinks that he's sacrificing himself in a fight versus Superman, and he's like, it would have been worth it if Superman would have killed me to find himself. And it's like, ah, I don't buy any of this. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the, the characters were thin. 
Zack Snyder and his slow motion and his slow motion battles has always turned me off. So overall, I think the movie got a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's very fair. It's not a good movie. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a very boring watch uh, for as much action as they try to throw at you. Uh, if it's just nonsense noise and kind of muddled action, it just really becomes sleepy. So I guess that's that was my take. Uh, you know, not to spend too much time on a bad movie, but do you have anything extra to add? And because because Batman's really special to me. It's my favorite superhero. I love the Joker. I loved what Chris Nolan did for the most part. I wasn't a big fan of his third movie, but um, I really think it's gone kind of sideways on DC, and they need to really get back to finding good a good solid director with credibility chris nolan had so much more artistic credibility than Zack snyder does and they need to they need to find someone like that to kind of retool this thing and i'd be okay if they retool batman because it's such an iconic superhero if they did it the right way um but they need to scrap this whole justice league shit and just punt and just admit kind of like pepsi did with coke and pepsi doesn't really advertise during the super bowl anymore and they're just like you know what we are what we are uh, and you know, uh, we're just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do our own thing over here. And, uh, I think really justice league and DC, they just need to, to move on from it. That's me. Okay. Where do I go ahead? Okay. Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any thoughts, any extra thoughts before we get into Marvel? Um, well, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, that's, that's a broad statement. Yeah. We covered a lot. We've talked more about this than I expected to, uh, uh, yeah, I would say that, yeah, I don't know. Um, for me, I, I guess I would, uh, I like, I appreciate the detail <laughs> that you went into. Like, for me, I don't even remember a lot of what happened in this movie. And I guess that is also why I can't really say it's that that's great. That's also a statement on the movie, it's, though. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Yeah, uh, for me, the 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 takeaway was getting to see these characters like team up for the first time, and it's been something that people have been like comic fans have been waiting for since the Avengers came out. So, like you talk about being a fan of Batman, and like that is part of this lore is that he is this member of this these this league of like the best individual superheroes so it's been it's been something that's like been in a lot of people's minds so it was kind of like cool to watch that but i will i will definitely agree that like Zack snyder's sort of position has sort of like taking it taken this element too far and i think right now they're they're kind of like in limbo as far as like what they're doing with the what the shared universe because it's like they don't really know where to sort of take it because super suicide squad is trash done justice league isn't doing well but there are ideas for other dc films i think they might go in the direction of just doing a bunch of like solo things which is kind of like what they've been doing for a long time now because dc is a, a derivative of warner brothers so I, I think that will be I think that is ultimately going to be the direction like we're they're talking about doing a Joker origin story I don't know wasn't it who was who was who was the rumored cast wasn't it uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, I I heard Joaquin Phoenix I heard Joaquin was, I heard Leo initially I don't no, no Leo needs to make real movies for people to watch they well don't, we I, don't need him out here I, I don't think I don't think he would everybody drinks I'm just saying that's the that's the name that I heard uh, 
But I, yeah, I, of course, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers would like. I think I, I, the the thing I said was Warner Brothers would love to have Leonardo DiCaprio as the Joker. Well, of course, I think every studio would probably love to have Leonardo DiCaprio attached to whatever project they're doing. So I don't know. I think Joaquin Phoenix sounds much more reasonable. I don't think Joaquin Phoenix would do it. I don't think they need to make the movie personally. I no. think and there's a market. And uh, I, I well, obviously there's a market, but I think the Joker. The the more the more people try to like make a story out of him I think and we kind of touched on this last time that like and I mean I I, 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 I sort of spoke to this as being a weakness but the but the, uh, an actual benefit is the lack of like where this madness comes from it's just pure like rage and and evil and I don't so I think an origin story will sort of take that yeah, because the mystery behind it is part is part of what makes it interesting. And so the more information you get, the less yes. mysterious it is. Yes. But. So I don't think that we need to do a Joker story, but I do think the idea of just making movies that aren't that don't have to be related to each yeah. other, just focusing on like individual stories that you want to tell. If you come up with something down the road that is good to like link movies to, then then we'll then then do that as that comes because like. Marvel was an organic thing that sort of happened. It was like they made uh, th- this small studio, Kevin Feige and like his two little buddies, opened the studio with the rights to a bunch of these characters that weren't X Men, Spider Man, or movie or Marvel characters that like already had movies out because mm-hmm. those mo- characters were tied to mm-hmm. certain studios like Sony or Fox. So, but then this studio opens that has the rights to all these guys and they make Iron Man. And the Incredible Hulk, and they're like, "Oh, why don't we have Downey appear in fucking Incredible Hulk, and why don't we have Samuel L. appear in Iron Man, and like allude to the Avengers, and maybe down the road, if this is a success, well, we can like build this whole thing." Turns out, it happened to be a success, and ten years later, we are on the on the verge of watching the Infinity War. In phase three. So, so it perfect was like transition. An organic Mr. thing that happened. So. Perfect transition. Uh, so there's been uh, several phases that have gone through in this Marvel universe, which has been so much more successful than kind of what DC is doing. And, um, but I wanted us, people love lists, I wanted us to get into um, our favorite lists. We're going to do uh, 10, our, our, favorite, our top 10 favorite Marvel movies. Um, and uh, there's, there is another list... Uh, uh, that I pulled up, but uh, we won't look at that right now. So there's there's already been a list made of uh, Esquire. There's been a bunch of lists of, of so far what, what oh, people's yeah. top like ten their, or eighteen. Their but uh, let's let's start with you because you're my expert. Uh, you know, kind of break down your first or your, your back five. We're gonna let's go, go ten. Go descending order. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. All right. First. So so our bottom five. Um, I uh, coming in at number ten. I would put I put Iron Man. Um, it is it is where like and because there are I have some biases I will say some, there is there is definitely going to be a Captain America bias in my list so like his entire trilogy is in my top ten so that pushes a few other movies downward pushes out so, downward or downyward so so Iron Man but Iron Man has to be in the top ten it is where all of this comes from so Iron Man I I put Iron Man in the top ten. 
at number 10, I do have nine other movies that I do think I enjoyed more than Iron Man. Some of those movies are number nine, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, it is another movie that's probably higher on other people's lists, but I've got some, I've just got some other characters that I've been reading these stories about for years that I was just more excited to experience on the screen, which is why this might be the most <laughs> controversial thing because Age of Ultron is actually at number seven Whoa, on my list. Whoa, that is definitely not on my list. I, I, yeah, I know, and I know it's probably left off of a lot of people's lists, but I think despite, despite what, despite the lack of like a compelling villain, um, this movie, the events in this movie expand the universe and you see the repercussions of what happens in this movie in Civil War, which you've seen the repercussions of Civil War now. So, like, I, 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 I do enjoy what, as I've, because I've rewatched it a few times, and, like, I do enjoy, A, just seeing the Avengers team up, and they get right off to the bat with, like, uh, with the Avengers chart. No, exp- no explanation of how they got back together. They just go right into battle together, and that's cool to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... So, so I do enjoy, I, I, so, so Age of Ultron is a movie that like, I, I enjoy more than the average interesting fan, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and before then, this is another movie that actually gets a lot of flack that I liked. Uh, coming at number six is Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I loved that. I love that it's, um, that it's definitely tied to. We get things like the Tesseract. We get the story of Captain America, but it's also like a period piece, and I think that also speaks to a strength of the MCU is the way that like they're able to make movies that are distinctly different from each other. And Captain America is essentially a like a World War Two period piece, and I think that's pretty cool. So I actually real quick because you're on what number seven right now. I am. At so you went ten. That, well, nine, that was eight. That was six. Oh, that was your last one. Wow. Okay. No, I've got no. That was seven. Yes, okay. that was seven. So I actually have Captain America: First Avenger as my number eight. So we're we're pretty close in that. Uh, I and I, another thing I wanted to mention on that was I just love Hugo Weaving. Oh yeah, Mister oh, yeah. Anders. Oh yeah, but I, yeah. For as sure. the Red Skull, I thought he was a pretty fantastic villain. Uh, you. The, the ending of that movie, the, the cliffhanger at the end where he kind of breaks through that, that wall, that it, you know, he thinks he's in the 40s, but then he runs out mm-hmm. into the middle of Times Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a pretty memorable moment for me. Yeah. I, I, I really yeah. liked a lot of that. I, I love the, the Yeah, the sensory the like overload when he's like stepping out into Times Square. Yeah, you cool. got Stanley yeah. Tucci as the... Oh, Stanley Tucci was awesome. As the scientist. Yeah. There was a lot no, of great I performances. Loved, I love the movie. The movie is, I think... I don't, I, I don't I don't remember the the director's name, but it's the director of uh, the Rocketeer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Starring uh, Terry O'Quinn, CMU alumni, by the way, the Rocketeer. He wasn't starring. He was uh, Howard Hughes, and I I wouldn't say he was starring in it. Okay. But, you know there was a CMU alumni in there. Anyway, so uh, we'll go with me. I uh, I went Guardians number ten. Um, I, it's uh, probably a lot higher on a lot of other people's list. I don't really connect. I didn't I didn't connect with it a lot of the same ways that people did. I do like Chris Pratt, um, but I actually didn't watch uh, the uh, what was it? What was the show that he was on? Fuck the NBC show. Chris Pratt, uh, Parks and yeah, Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't watch really Parks, Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec. I don't have the same uh, uh, just kind of 
uh, warm and fuzzies for him that everyone does. I think he's he's pretty cool. But um, yeah, that, just kind of the space stuff, and I really I can't even tell you what they were battling or what they were. They had some sort of vial that they had to protect. I, I can't really remember a ton of the plot. But so where where did it fall? I was num- literally number ten. Number ten, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, went, I I mean I like it's number nine on mine, so yeah, our lists are pretty. I went Thor number nine. Um, yeah, Thor didn't make mine. Yeah, I, I did, that one was um, actually Thor Ragnarok is my number six. I didn't get to say that. Oh okay. Thor Ragnarok is. So my I have the six. original Thor as my number nine. I have um, Iron Man as my number eight. Iron, that's excuse me, Iron Man three is my number eight. Okay, I wanted um, to, I wanted to put. I Iron love Man the Shane eight. Black. Uh, Shane Blackness of That's it. another movie that people like to trash that I actually I kind of liked it. Good. Yeah, and I liked kind of stripping him away of all of his tech mm-hmm. and all of those mm-hmm. resources and watching him kind of be the superhero Absolutely. without the suit. Because so, and because it comes after the Avengers where he like gave his life, he like sacrificed his life. He ended, he didn't end up dying, but like mm-hmm. he truly became a hero as opposed to a guy who is wants to do the right thing and like has the ability to do the right thing but hasn't quite like figured it out yet but like it's like the post Tony Stark is actually a hero so we got to like really strip him down and like really really see him prove himself nice yeah I agree with you in that so that was kind of the the uniqueness of that I, I really admired plus I've always been big and downy and big and downy in these series so um, all of all of both of his besides uh, Iron Man 2 which was a complete turd fast yeah. uh, with yeah, Mickey Rourke and yeah that was just it didn't work but um, so the other two I have on here um, but Iron Man 3 comes in and then I, after yeah, that Iron I Man have, 2 actually might be my least favorite of all of them of all of them yeah that's not a very good movie uh, after that I had the Captain America and then number 6 I had Spider-Man Homecoming which was just a blast in the blast Spider-Man game. Spider-Man Homecoming was my number 5 so oh okay so, moving on, let's finish up your list then. All right. Um, I'm sure we'll probably have a lot of the same stuff on why, why don't you go first? All right. Number five, I have Captain America Winter Soldier. Number four, I had Black Panther. Uh, number three, I had uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Number two, I had Iron Man, the original Iron Man, mm-hmm. which uh, has still, I, I haven't had as much fun in the theater uh, besides my number one movie, which was Avengers. But I had a freaking blast watching the original iron man and i went in with very low expectations um was just slapping my leg thought it was hilarious loved all the loved all the bits loved the entire story arc uh, and then even jeff bridges you know me and i'm a big big into the villains i thought jeff bridges was a fantastic yeah, villain i Obadiah loved the great villain. uh sure. and uh, so i was big in iron man but the original avenger avengers just blew me away on a lot of different levels so yeah. that caps my list yeah cap I- in America is my list. I will, I can, I can, and I will second, I will, I will definitely, uh, um, echo the, the sentiment of like, how much fun did you have in the theater? Cause that definitely frames a lot of my choices. And, um, yeah, so Spider-Man Homecoming was my number five. Uh, Civil War was my number four. And like, and like a lot of this, a lot of this list, you could probably like flip flop a bunch of these, like on any given day, just because these were all movies that like, I just came out with just like on just a high, like I I was feeling a high, like I, like these movies for me are, are like, they take me back to like waking up on Saturday morning and watching like X-Men on Fox. And, so there's a nostalgia piece for you, and and so and like and like it's this ongoing s- story that like 
takes me back to like childhood and that escapism like you go to the movies to escape so it's it's a it's a it's like a very pure form of escapism for me that allows me to like remain in this adulthood but like be able to enjoy it as Mm -hmm. as i did when i was a child so yeah so uh civil war number four avengers and i was my number three and i like if if we're gonna go purely off of the feeling i almost want to put it higher because there was like there is i don't know if there's been any feeling from any movie like the way that i felt walking out of the avengers so i will agree i i will agree with like why it would be at your number one because but you had it as three yeah i had it as three just and i'll and i'll get into that in a mm-hmm. second but like uh i like me and my buddy shout out jeff martinez uh we uh friend of the pod we uh, no? is he listening he, to us he is he is a friend of the pod hey jeff martin let's get him on yeah unless you, you don't want to relinquish that i mean he lives in Ca- oh well, he lives in cali so maybe, oh. we, we'll, we'll figure something we, we'll maybe we can on. figure something out <laughs> how, well, how shout about, out jeff. How your boy jeff uh but yeah we we used to we used to ditch the middle school school bus home we went to middle school on the other side of town there was a school bus that took us to and from school we would ditch the school bus home on wednesday uh, afternoons to go walk to the comic book store which is like halfway from where we lived and where school was because Wednesdays they got the new deliveries and we would walk home walk to the comic book store pick up the new comic books and then like walk the rest of the way home so by chance he just happened to be in town the weekend the Avengers came out just ha- when we both just happened to be like busy that Friday and we're like yo you seen Avengers yet no we went and saw it and it was like it was literally like a transformative experience and like we were back when it was back to the kids that used to ditch the school bus but we were adults that yeah. like were driving out of this theater and just like jazzed as hell but you were still hitting your capri sun right? no we were we oh, were no, actually we were on the uh we were on the uh the uh what's it called the black label oh, okay so all right so you, you traded in the juice box for the black label <laughs> but everything else was about the same yes nice. So yeah, I so yeah, I put Avengers and like for sentiment of value, I almost want to put it higher, but for me Winter Soldier, I think that plot twist of Hydra is actually been infiltrating Shield all this time. Shield is actually more Hydra than it is Shield. Mm-hmm. I think that was just incredible. I think the way that it like affected like Agents of, the episode of Agents of Shield that came out that next week was completely like the whole universe was changed. I I I loved that. And I think that is like brilliant. I thought like it was a great just spy movie in general. So I so just for that like and Cap is my boy and so for yeah. me it was it was just like it's a movie that I re have rewatched a lot more than the Avengers. So because of that, I I have to put it a little bit higher. And my number one, obviously, this is the movie I've spent the least time watching, but at the same time, I have now. And we can update. We can update from some news from the. Yeah, from the last did you episode. break the record? I'm. I have. A fit, I have tied the record. It has not been broken yet. I did go. I have seen. Me and my girlfriend went in. I took my girlfriend to see Black Panther. So I have now seen it five times. Hey. Tied up rush hour. Might be able to get that. Might be able to break it. There is still time. We'll see what happens. Do but, you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Tied the record. Congratulations, man. Yeah, well, so not, you know, that's something to be proud of. Especially, it's it's harder to get your ass out into the theater the older you get and the busier your schedules yes. get. So yes. uh, you're in a much different place in your life than when you when the rush hour came out. So yeah, it takes a there's there's true love there. Yes, absolutely, uh, so. definitely a lot, 
lot heart, more of an endeavor. Yes, seeing so this man, movie, man is, man has tied his. Uh, for for those who might not be following, uh, Barry had a. We were talking about records of times you've seen a movie in the theater, and his was five with the movie Rush Hour, uh, classic Jackie Chan, uh, Chris Tucker. Uh, piece and he, he just tied it with going to see Black Panther five times in the theater. So, yeah. all right. So Black Panther coming in at number one, which is not a surprise to probably anyone yeah. listening or yeah. that listened a couple weeks ago. Exactly. So cool. Um, and another kind of thing I wanted to add is just how I think it's very interesting an observation I've made of just all of these just straight. Oscar winning or or incredibly people that are very high A list people that are running to get into superhero shoots and it's just the more the more it rolls out like Brie Larson's got a movie mm-hmm. coming out pretty soon and she's got, Captain Marvel right yeah she's Captain yeah. Marvel and then you've got like Cumberbatch who was uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange which wasn't on any of our list but you've got uh, Jennifer Lawrence who was doing the X Men stuff and mm-hmm. when you think of the X Men then you've got Michael Fassbender. And you've got James McAvoy. I mean, I guess Michael McAvoy shouldn't necessarily be on all the list with all those people. But um, and then you know uh, uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Well, yeah, yeah, because because X Men really was I think, and I think X Men was kind of like a, a, an example of the fact that like we can do that and we can get the best actors available if we yeah. want them. Hugh like, Jackman, yeah, yeah. you've got, going back to the Dark Knight series, you've got Christian Bale, who's been nominated a bunch and won an Oscar. You've got Heath Ledger, who won an Oscar doing a superhero movie. Uh, you've got a lot of, got a, just a lot of people that are at the top of the game that are willing to uh, take a swing or two. And, and even when they got to play the Joker, they got Leto coming off of an Oscar. It's just, it's very interesting to me, all these people who don't look at it now as a sacrifice of art and just commercial to go do these projects, and they're actually kind of buying in and and seeing a lot of short-term and long-term benefit playing these characters and being able to connect with these fan bases, and it's just kind of an interesting interesting thing that's been happening, Um, because it used to to be my perception was, you know, it was kind of people, uh, Chris Evans types, that were, you know, they were around, they were relevant, um, but they, you know, hadn't really broken it in terms of stardom, and they would kind of, they would use that as a platform to make their name notable, but now, or, you know, of the last 15 years, it's kind of gone the other way around, right? Because, I don't know if I would necessarily, I think, I think it's always been a mix of both. I think, because, I think, and I, or at least since, like, the 80s i would say well no 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 uh, maybe since like the 90s but like because like michael keaton wasn't a huge star was he at the time he wasn't a huge he Bill was kilmer he was wasn't a different huge. kind of he was a different kind of star yeah but like they jack were, nicholson was big yeah and jack nicholson is the name that like if you look if you get if you look at a batman movie poster jack nicholson's name that's on it's not michael keaton's name it's it's yeah so like but and like that is the thing like they they were still getting like even if whether it was the villain or the hero, somewhere in the cast there was someone of of that was like noteworthy in in the cast somewhere. It wasn't, and I, I would say X Men was kind of like the first time that it was like an ensemble where like multiple people were mm-hmm. actually like like heavy hitters, but. I think like the, the like the Chris Evans is more is is more of like a newer 
newer wave to me anyway well because thor was by the hemsworth wasn't huge when he took it i mean he was huge physically but he wasn't yeah. huge like as a name yeah uh, so they, there were some people that were kind of breaking in and, and, and using it as an opportunity but i always thought like like the secondary like like bender ben like cumberbatch is a great example of someone that's like a very well-known like big-time respected actor who's playing kind of an offbeat superhero he's not playing captain america or superman he's playing this kind of uh, bizarro kind of just role player in this universe and that's just very interesting that these people are willing to kind of do that even though it's a solo movie for them they're very much not the an integral part of that universe well the 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 thing with chris evans and chris hemsworth is actually because both of them got approached at the same time like they inked when they like so so they like iron man came out it was a hit uh, Incredible Hulk came out. It was it was pretty. It was wasn't the hit that Iron Man was, but it, but it was a hit, and they were both linked. And then Iron Man two came out, and it wasn't necessarily a hit, but it still made money. And so like all the time they're like they're like generating money, and like and then eventually plans move forward to make the Avengers. And it's like how are we gonna make the Avengers? We gotta we we need we need some more people mm-hmm. on the team. So that deal sort of got tied at the same time. So it was like, instead of getting, instead of getting one name, because we have to make three movies, because we've got to get this hero and that hero, so that we can put them with these two heroes that we've already got and make this team. So they kind of got two lower, like B level, yeah. I would say, guys, okay. is instead of getting that A level guy, which is what they went for moving forward. Yeah. But it became such a huge thing that these people... I, my, my point being, you know, I don't think Cumberbatch takes something unless it's going to f- fulfill him artistically. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like a paycheck actor. And uh, same with Jennifer Lawrence. I maybe, maybe at the time Jennifer Lawrence was kind of looking to cash in on a nice series. But a lot of these people who kind of pride themselves artistically to take on these movies. Brie Larson could do anything right now. She's going to go do an, uh, an Avengers movie. And I think they're starting to see the artistic benefit from it. Maybe this is me just projecting, but uh, I just think it's kind of an interesting, an interesting place right now. Yeah, and I think I think and I think and I think most of that is are the thing are go off of the things that Marvel is doing right with their movies. I think they are making movies that are different stylistically in a way that fits the character that there that is the focus of the movie, and and it also like makes this this. M- multiple like episodes of this like saga that are like different but also like together and and in that you have like these characters who and they kind of play off of and this might even play into why you have so so many noteworthy names that are like willing to do it is that they kind of play off of that and like the superheroes in the marvel universe the superheroes are celebrities so it's like, it's almost like an art imitating life sort of thing where it's like you've got this big universe that's created. Yeah. And so these superhero, these celebrities in, in our actual universe want to be part of this universe yeah. that all of these other celebrities are in, ingraining themselves into. They want fake statues made of each other uh, on CGI. Exactly. <laughs> so They want, and the action figures and everything yeah. that comes with it. So there you go. Uh, so... To, to bring it home here, uh, at the end of April, there's going to be 
the the newest installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is uh, going to be the Infinity War, and you have a lot of uh, preset opinions. So before we go see it, uh, do you want to share with the people kind of what Barry's theories are in terms of what we're going to? Oh, we're gonna see? some predictions. Yeah, let's do some predictions before we bring it home. Uh yeah. Uh so okay. Oh, and this will this will get to the the CGI villain. Um, which I'm not about, but obviously, okay. obvi- well, yes, and and they are that is that is one of the the biggest like obstacles with some of these movies is you have to have a villain, and if you go to the source material, a lot of these villains are just the most grotesque, crazy, weird looking creatures that just don't translate if you try to put them on the screen faithfully. And the only way you can, like, they don't translate if you try and make a costume out of it. So the only way you can really do it is now we have this ability to make the CGI. And it's, like, almost the only option sometimes. But then it still comes out as this video game play, running around these real people, which which is a, a problem in itself. So, But with Thanos, it's, it's almost like there's nothing we can really do. It's that's what he looks like in the comics. He's a he's a big purple dude. So I think one of the things that we're gonna need because because as as of this point we haven't seen Thanos do anything. He's been he's been riding off of the momentum of fanboy reactions to post credit scenes. Aside from that, we haven't seen him do anything. We know he's this evil dude. We know he gave Loki his power to take over the earth in the Avengers, but we haven't actually seen his power. So I think we're going to have to see that early in the film. And I think in order to do that, we have to see any, a, a test of his might. And I think the best way to do that is to kill a character. And I think as far as like arc and a story and emotional impact, it's got to be someone that is like a beloved character. And I think the best way to like kill a beloved character and show Thanos' might is to kill an Asgardian, kill one of the gods. And I initially thought it would be Thor. I think I thought that would be like the broadest stroke, but I, I think what is gonna end up happening is I think Loki is gonna get killed. Hiddleston's got stuff going on. He doesn't need to be in these anymore. Yeah, and I so. think and I think it will go, it will give his character this this interesting arc because we've got the end of Ragnarok where he's kind of become he's kind of become a good guy and and I think he I think cuz we're going to we're going to see Thanos is going to have to take the Tesseract and Loki has the Tesseract so which is the the space stone I think but not the three stones that Steppenwolf was going after no, not just, okay way way more stones in the Marvel lots universe lots of stones but uh so so uh Thanos is going to have to get that somehow cuz he's cuz like it's part of this gauntlet that they're showing he's got stones that'll give him the power to take to like destroy half of the world or something like that and so i think that's going to happen early he's got to get that stone from loki and i think in order to do it he's going to have to to kill him and there's a shot um in the trailer of of like thor's head being gripped and when i saw that initially i thought oh thanos is going to crush thor's fucking head but now i'm starting to think He's actually good. he's trying to make Thor, who only has one eye. For those who haven't seen Ragnarok, I think he's gonna make Thor watch as he kills Loki. As he kills uh, his brother. Interesting. Okay, so taking the 
the little bits from the 22nd car- uh, uh, trailer, or 30 what, minute and a half trailer, and you're yeah. taking the information you got and making your hypothesis there. Uh, what about, because uh, I think that just based on the money he's made and kind of the time he spent, he was in the one of the, the, the jump off to this cinematic universe, but I, I definitely think uh, Robert Downey's probably going to bow out here pretty soon. Okay. Either in a retirement or through death. I think I th- and I and and I I think he could I do think he could potentially retire from the series. I do think the universe needs to like grow and expand without Robert Downey at the forefront of everything. I do think that is necessary to happen. I don't think he's going to die in Infinity War. I think they are making it look very much like he's going to die and I think that is always uh, reason to be to 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 question so I think they're kind of like setting us up to to think that he's going to die and I don't think he will die um, I think I feel like there are going to be some deaths in Infinity War yeah they're going to Game of Thrones this and, thing and there's take a, a lot, lot of, of the because event uh, initially this was good this was like two movies and it was supposed to be Infinity War part one and two now they've said oh no this is now these are two different movies we're going to call this avengers 4 we're not going to release the title until after you see infinity war because it's going to be this whole separate thing i think robert downey is going to play a big part in avengers 4 so i don't think he can die in infinity war okay but and i, I, so I, I thought think there was going to be more game of throning here where they're just axing people well i th- i do i do think some other characters are going to die i just don't think i don't think downey's going to be one i think I think he will last at least to Avengers four, and then I think he will. I what I would love to see is if he like doesn't die, but like sort of has some sort of send off to where he doesn't have to be in these movies off the top all the time. But they don't necessarily have to like kill the character. That's that's my prediction. But as far as like who's gonna get the axe, uh, going back to the stones um, in Avengers, uh, Thanos gives uh, Loki the scepter and his army to take over the Earth. And uh, the Avengers take the scepter, the gem on the scepter, and it ends up becoming what makes uh, Vision in Age of Ultron. Okay. What, what turns Jarvis, the computer system, oh, into, into Vision. Vision. And so that's that's another stone that Thanos is going to have to get in order to complete his plan. So in order to do that, he's going to have to take it out of Vision somehow. So I think Vision is going to kill die. Paul Bettany. Okay. And uh, and then I do I do think Captain America is going to die, and I think he's going to die in Infinity War. Interesting. So that's the that's the bold move, right? There. Yeah, I think that, and I think that is going to be the climax of Infinity War is going to be the death of Captain America. Then what do you do? Do you cry in your popcorn? I I mean I I will I might I like I said he's my boy all all of his movies were in my top ten just that's now, true so I well, will definitely feel some separation anxiety. All right, everybody, if you're following along in your Marvel pool, uh, your Marvel fantasy league, Barry Irving is predicting that you're going to lose Loki, you're going to lose uh, Vision, and you will be losing Captain America out of your starting lineup very soon. So, okay. Well, uh, we're going to have to circle back with you here at the end of next month and yeah. uh, and see how I these would, predictions I come. Would, I will own up to everything I get right and everything I get wrong. Okay, so are you going to own up to uh, changing your uh, Killmonger versus Joker? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, you're still sleeping on it. Okay. All right. Well, with that said, 
Uh, thank you very much, Barry, for coming on and doing the podcast thank you, with us. Thank you for having me. Always, uh, always a pleasure. Yeah, it's going to be a busy summer for us. Lots coming out, lots rolling out, um, just yeah. blockbuster-wise and superhero-wise, so yeah, I'm looking forward got, to having you on. Still got Ant-Man and Wasp after that. I'm, I'm interested in going to be some good stuff, I'm interested man. in that. Phase 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Have a good one. All right. Bye.